Welcome to Charm of the Water. My name is Aaron David. It is Day of the Sun. If you're looking at the video, you can see this uh, screenshot. It's actually not a screenshot. It's actually a live page. See partial notification just pop up then. So uh, it's from September 8th, 2018. Uh, I read this last time. I said... Just had a dream where I saw an ancient Chinese astrological art form that showed the movement of the dragon in the natal chart. I was told Terence McKenna was so unique because of the movement of the dragon the night of his birth. I was told three or four star names that sounded like Shapi, Sha, Mal, and Trama, probably spelled with X's. My interjection here that very likely points to Chinese astronomy. Uh, continuing with the post, these stars are these stars made up the movement of the dragon, which I saw artistically rendered and then animated. And then I was shown an anthropomorphic art piece representing the dragon. It was the most exquisitely alien thing I've ever seen. I also was shown what the movement of the dragon looked like in a general natal chart. In McKenna's, the dragon walked a circle and crossed it twice. In most people's chart, the dragon only slightly came alongside and touched. Uh, all throughout the dream, I wanted to learn this technique. Well, here we are, February 13th, 2022. Now I have the ability <laughs> to uh, actually follow through on this dream that I did not remember all this detail until I looked at this like yesterday. So two things uh, before we look at the McKenna chart. One, uh, it says the night of his birth. So McKenna was born 7.25 a.m. We're going to have to move and watch the movement of the lunar nodes into night from morning, the day of his birth. That's what this is saying to look at. It also says that we'll see uh, McKenna's dragon walked a circle and crossed it twice. We should see something in that time period happen twice with the dragon. That's what my dream was informing me of. Now we're going to actually follow up years later. I don't know, man. It just didn't click until now. <laughs> I don't know. Here we are. This is McKenna's chart. Uh, we're in Delta, uh, which is, he was born in Hotchkiss, Colorado. So, uh, 1946, November 16th, 725 AM. Uh, all I've got up on the chart are the lunar nodes and the ascendant and descendant. We'll add stuff once we take a look at this, but this is like, I don't even know what to think of this. I don't even know, man. Progressing 8 a.m. Okay, we see something happen. Right now at 8.23 a.m., just almost an hour after McKenna's birth, the morning of November 16th, 1946, uh, we get uh, the south node in the first house in Sagittarius 
and 180 degrees away, the north node is in seventh house Gemini. This axis is running, it actually has to be crossed right now. Let me back it up a little. So the ascendant, let's see what this is actually saying this is in. Nine degrees Sagittarius in the first house, zero degrees. Is what the ascendant is showing at 8.19 a.m. Descendant, nine degrees Sagittarius in the seventh house. So what we're about to see happen We'll just go ahead, continue. Boom. 837, they cross those two axes. Okay, so now uh, we have the ascendant, 14 degrees Sagittarius in the first house. And we have the south node, 12 degrees Sagittarius, in the 12th house. Consequently, the descendant is 14 degrees uh, Gemini in the 7th house. North node, 12 degrees Gemini in the 6th house. Those two axes crossed. So we're only at uh, 8.41 a.m. The dream told us to look at the night. So let's just move along minute by minute. You'll see some uh, aspects pop off with these two axes. That is not going to be unusual in anybody's chart. What was unusual to this point was that crossing. And we're about to see, it is 1,600 now, 1,700, here we go. Now we have the Descendant, 11 degrees Sagittarius, 7th house, um, South Node, 12 degrees Sagittarius, 7th house, North Node, 12 degrees Gemini, first house, ascendant 11 degrees Gemini, first house. And what's about to happen? Boom, they cross a second time, two times. That's, if we were to pull up what the dream called a general chart, uh, you wouldn't see this happen twice. Most people, that's, that's what makes this a unique case with McKenna's natal chart. It happened twice. In the same day he was born, that axis, axis was, those two axes crossed. So now that they cross, uh, north node 12 degrees Gemini, 12th house, ascendant 18 degrees Gemini, first house, Descendant, 18 degrees Sagittarius, 7th house. South node, 12 degrees Sagittarius, 6th house. 
This is by 1820, that evening of his birth. Let's continue into uh, closing the day out. So you can see as we come up in 2000, South Node is entering the underworld. North Node is on the midheaven, approaching it. And boom, we're into the next day before that actually happens. So, um, I don't even know what to make of that, man. Like, that freaks me out. That freaks me out. Uh, that I know enough now to uh, to see what that dream was telling me to look at. I finally looked at it. I understand. It made perfect sense. I mean, stuff like this is a bit unnerving. Just direct. <laughs> I just was slow to get to it god i mean that's four years ago that dream occurred that's so high so crucial to keep dream journals because at the time a lot of this stuff happens you're too stupid to understand what is being related to you That really says something about our position, doesn't it? As homo sapiens, we can just barely catch on, man. Well, let's add uh, some more stuff to McKenna's chart. And now that we've done this, and we'll take, just for fun, uh, take a look. So let's go back to 7, 7, 25, and we'll add the planets in. See, uh, his moon is in Virgo in the ninth house. Sun is in Scorpio in the twelfth house. Mercury is in Sagittarius in the first house. Venus is in Scorpio in the twelfth house. Wow. Mars is in Sagittarius in the first house. Jupiter is in Scorpio in the 12th house. Saturn is uh, in the 9th house with the moon. And Saturn's in Leo. And we'll add these outer planets. I won't talk about them. But those that know can see what they're about. And then I also want to add what I usually look at is uh, part of fortune. And uh, McKenna's part of fortune is right on the midheaven with the moon. So remember what I said about these axes that uh, if there's planets around them, they become really, really, really powerful. We'll look at the eastern part of McKenna's chart. That's crazy. If uh, let's progress by year now and just watch up to 2000 
and see the movement of the dragon by year from that point. I'm going to have to hit this like 50 something times. Whoop, too much. So McKenna died. May? What? Oh no, April 3rd, 2000. I don't know what time, but we'll just compare it with this um, uh, birth time. So at the day of his death, North Node's in uh, zero degrees Leo in the fourth house. South Node, zero degrees Aquarius in the tenth house. Coming into Capricorn, and Moon is void of course. Twelfth house. Coming into Aries. Ascendants in Aries. Descendant. Uh, Descendant is square. Lunar nodes. And. Uh, 25 degrees Libra. In seventh house. This app is really neat, AstroVisor, in that it shows you this information as well. Hemispheres, elements, qualities, houses, angular, succeeding, cadent. Um, just a lot of information. If you can figure out <laughs> how to use it, and that takes a long time because it's all about the, it's like final, it's like what's his face said? I can't remember his name. Was it... Uh, wasn't Chris Brennan, who was the guy who wrote 36 Faces, uh, Austin Kopic, a long time ago, I heard him comparing astrology uh, to uh, Final Fantasy Tactics on Game Boy Advance. And uh, that's really true. All these interactions and um, balances, points of equilibrium, uh, what's at the other 180 degrees. That's what we're looking at with the specifically with these axes and how they act upon um, the planets that are uh, primarily of importance in uh, an individual's natal chart. So I, uh, I think that's going to do it uh, for this axis, at least so far. It's kind of like I don't even want to look at it in mine. I kind of feel like that, like I don't want to look at it. But if there is a dream that sticks out into my, uh, all my well, it sticks out into my consciousness, I still think of it a lot. And it was around one of the uh, lunar eclipses. And this is when Kelly and I were in Mars Hill. <clears throat> and I, I can't remember the dream exactly. 
um, other than kind of a black hole type anthropomorphic figure, headless. I, I just can't even hold it in my mind's eye. But it was like the most disturbing night. And I'm not sure. It's like you wake up and you have these vague memories of something big that go, went down. Um, I, I feel like if I could pinpoint that uh, in my journal, which I probably can, and go and look at that night and see what the movement of the dragon was, uh, we probably see something with the south node crossing some axis of mine. That's what I feel like. I just feel sure of it. So, I don't know. We may do that next time if I find that. Uh, but in the meantime, I plan for the uh, next next show to be on one of the next axes. I guess we'll take a look at the Ascendant and Descendant uh, next show. That was the thing that was crossed twice by the dragon in McKenna's chart. And as compared to a general chart, natal chart, that that's unusual. So my dream was very true. All right, until next time.